A Telltale Pod production. The Great Rocket Robbery by Frank Cottrell Boyce. Illustrated by Stephen Lenton. The dog who went for a swim. In Russia, in freezing cold city, almost none of the dogs have humans to take care of them. Freezing cold city is called freezing cold city because it's freezing cold. The wind might turn your tail into one big icicle. The small dogs of freezing cold city live on the streets. They know all the tiny warm corners of the city, the shop doorways and the alleyways. They know how to get humans to give them food by doing tricks or being friendly. But the two most important things they know are Number one, small dogs stick together. Number two, small dogs avoid the man with the head. Shaped like an egg. The man with the head shaped like an egg puts tempting foods in warm places. They know not to touch that food. That food is a trap. The man with the head shaped like an egg will appear from shadows and stuff you into his sack. He will take you away and you will never see your dog friends again. One small dog who knew all these things was like her. She knew which bins had the best food. She knew the many warm places by the docks where the big ship sailed into the town's port through the ice carrying timber and fish. In the daytime, she stuck together with her friends, a company of small dogs called the Company of Small Dogs. One night, Laika was settling down to sleep under a pile of sacks on the edge of the dock when she heard a big splash. Next, she heard barking. She looked out from under a sack and saw a small red dog with a foxy face splashing about in the freezing cold sea. Like her rushed down the steps to the water's edge to help. She barked at the little red dog to swim over to her, but the little red dog was sinking. There was a huge great timber ship in the dock and floating behind it, tied to a post on the dock steps, was a little rowing boat. Laika leapt into the rowing boat and bounded to its prow. Come here! She barked across the freezing water. I'll help you climb aboard! She could see that the little red dog's feet were tied together with rope. Some horrid human I got bored of looking after her and thrown her into the water to drown. Sometimes there are bad humans who don't look after animals faithfully. One thing Laika had learned about humans was this. Humans equals unpredictable. 
All at once, the air was filled with the smell of peppery sausage and engine oil. And then, even more unexpectedly, the rowing boat suddenly began to move. Laika looked behind her. A young sailor with a neat beard had jumped aboard and was rowing the boat out into the middle of the dock. He got alongside the drowned dog, pulled her out of the water and dropped her into the boat. The little red dog was saved! Did the little red dog say, Thank you for saving my life, I was so scared? No. The little red dog said, That was fun! But now I'm absolutely starving. Can you recommend somewhere to eat? Laika was shocked by her bad manners, but the sailor did not understand what the little dog was saying. He only heard her saying happy barking. He took a towel from his kit bag to keep the little red dog warm and dry. But before he could wrap her in it, the little red dog shook herself dry. Water from her wet fur sprayed over everywhere including over the young sailor and Laker. This is where the sailor throws the dog back in the water, thought Laker. But no, he only laughed. We just saved you from drowning, said Laker, and now you're nearly drowning us with your wet shakes. I was not drowning, said the little red dog. I was swimming. A brisk swim is my favourite way to start the day, though it does always make me starving hungry. My name is Krasavka, by the way, and I'm Laika, said Laika. Do you always go swimming with your legs tied together with a rope? Ah, said Krasavka. Shall I untie you? If you don't mind. Laika had learned to untie knots when she was living on the streets. She had learned many things there. If you lie on your side, it'll be easier. The young sailor kept talking, but the dogs didn't understand a word he was saying because they didn't speak human. Also, he didn't understand anything they were saying because he didn't speak dog. Laika was worried when she saw him take out a knife, but he used it first to cut Krasavka free, then to cut a chunk of peppery meat from a big sausage wrapped in paper, which he kept in his pocket. He fed this to the dogs, which was a treat. Just what I needed, said Krasavka. I love humans, don't you love humans? The way they bring you food, throw you things to fetch, and if you poo, they clear it up after you. Or possibly tie you up and throw you in the dock, said Laika. Exactly, what a fun joke. Humans, they're all about the fun. Laika was beginning to wonder if the shock of the cold water might have messed up the waking of Kravaska's brain. This was a question that was answered a few seconds later, when Krasavka said, Well, I must be getting home, and tried to climb out of the boat and walk on the water. Whoa! said Laika, pulling Krasavka back on board by the scruff of her neck. Oh, silly me, said Krasavka. I forgot we were on freezing water. I'll, I'll go home when we're on dry land. It'll be easier. Krasavka, Laika said. The city is a dangerous place at night. Get some sleep. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Good idea, said Krasavka. And with that, she turned around three times. Dogs do this to shake off the cares of the day. Lay down at the bottom of the boat and went straight to sleep. You can't just sleep in someone's boat.
barked Lyca gently in her ear. But when the sailor saw Krasavka snoring, he just laughed again, took off his coat and laid it over her. He seemed happy for Krasavka to sleep there. It seems, thought Lyca, to be the kindest person I've ever met. The sailor leaned back into the boat, looked up at the stars and began to tell Lyca all about them. He pointed out the brightest star in the sky and told her how the people of the South Pacific used it to navigate the mighty ocean and how the ancient Egyptians had cheered every year when it rose in the night sky because it meant that the river Nile would flood and make the land fertile. He said that he loved that star because he knew it was going to show his captain the way back home. He thought she would be interested because, as you know, the brightest star in the sky is called the Dog Star. But he said all of this inhuman, so Laika didn't understand a word. Except Laika learned something new, which was, if you really listen, you don't have to understand the words to understand what a person is saying. Laika listened to the happy, sad tune of the sailor's voice and decided to try her best to learn and understand human. Already she understood that he was talking about home. She had never had a home, but the tune of his voice told her that home was far away and he wanted to take her there. The home was a place where a person would be welcomed and warmed and would never have to worry ever again about the man with the head shaped like an egg. Laika was exactly right about what home was like, but she got the address completely wrong. She somehow got the idea that the sailor was telling her that home was on the dog star and that he was offering to take her there on his ship. We all make mistakes. The sailor had a medal around his neck on a chain. He took it off and hung it round Laika's neck instead. He told her it was an award for bravery, for saving the other dog's life. He also told her that the man whose picture was on the medal would look after her wherever he went. He said all this in human too, so she didn't understand that either. But she did understand his laughter, and she liked the clinking of the chain, because that sounded like laughter too. Maybe it was the gentle rocking of the rainbows, maybe it was the feeling safe, because a kindly human was near, but soon Laika fell into a deep, warm sleep in the sailor's lap. When Laika woke up the next morning, the sailor was gone. Not just the sailor, but his ship too. All that was left was the laughing jingle of his chain as she turned her head from side to side, and the faint smell of smoked sausage from the piece of newspaper lying at the bottom of the boat. Like his heart howled with sadness. In the far distance, she could see a smudge of smoke from a ship disappearing over the horizon. For a wild moment, she thought maybe she would try and swim after it. But then, Krasavka woke up. That was a mighty sleep. The only trouble with a really mighty sleep is that it leaves you starving hungry. Should we go home and get breakfast? I don't have a home, said Laika. And the humans at your home threw you in the water with your legs tied together. 
Not that home, said Krasavka. The home in my dream, where it's warm and safe and the sailor with the neat beard takes care of us, just like on your medal. Laika couldn't see her medal, but Krasavka was right. It shows a man with a beard who looks a little bit like the sailor, gently holding the paw of a wolf. I dreamed about him last night. Didn't you? Laika was amazed. Until then, she hadn't remembered her dream, and now we came back in her full colour. Well, blue and yellow, as they're the only colours dogs can see. It was exactly the same dream as Krasavka's, except in her dream, it was not just Laika and Krasavka who'd gone there and been welcomed at the gate by the sailor. It was the whole company of small dogs from Freezing Cold City. But how could two people have the same dream? Laika had a thought about dreams. A dream dreamed by one person. It's just a dream. A dream that you can share is a quest. Something in the corner of Laika's eye fluttered in the breeze. It was the newspaper the sausage had been wrapped in. On the front page was a photograph of a rocket flying through the stars. Laika was sure the sailor had left it behind on purpose to show her how to get home. She decided there and then that she would find a rocket and fly home to the dog star. Her heart tightened with the hugeness of her notion. Krasavka, she said, we are going on a quest. What? said Krasavka. It's for breakfast. A Telltale Pod production. The Great Rocket Robbery by Frank Cottrell Boyce. Illustrated by Stephen Lenton. Tell a Tale Pod Production. <laughs>